Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Okie dokie, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast podcast. This is <laughs> episode, I believe, 16. I was just listening to Working Class Bowhunter today on my way to work, and it's just laughable. Not that you want to compare things all the time because they say that comparison is the thief of joy, mm. but... <laughs> Kurt was like, hey, welcome back to Working Class Bowhunter. This is episode 583 <laughs> or something. And I'm like, all right, this is episode 16. Hey, you got to start somewhere. And you got to start somewhere. And man, the one, start somewhere. Yeah, and the one thing we've done pretty well, I feel like, Nate, Lola, is we made the joke when we came out with, not joke, kind of a joke, uh, when we came out with Tackle and Tacos, like let's release an episode every Tuesday because Taco Tuesday. And from all the research I've done and people I've talked to who run you know, large podcasts and are successful at it, the number one deal is consistency. Yeah consistently be putting out content and we haven't missed um one tuesday besides one for we had to move it for fourth of july, it was 4th and, of you july. Were sick. and you i was sick a as a dog and so terrible. then we had taco thursday which was yeah. two days later so it wasn't it like was we fine. were way off and then we had another one that tuesday so mm-hmm. it's not like we've been bouncing around it's been every tuesday morning and so this has been yeah lola are you having fun with this podcast i'm having thing? so much fun why are you having fun with it i like to look at your face okay Nate is my friend. We and don't a funny podcast guy. in the dark. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Nate, you are a funny friend. You are a funny friend. Yeah. No, it's just it is. It's fun. Yeah, you're doing great. I just I love the camaraderie and just the realness and yeah. how I don't really know 
much about all this, but I kind of do. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And you guys are so knowledgeable. It's just, it's fun. So and I'm learning a, a lot. Oh, here's the funny thing about Lola is she, it's a combination of humble and uh, mixed in with a healthy dose of, oh, just shut up. What? She knows a lot about fishing and a lot about hunting. And her dad knows a lot about fishing and a lot about hunting. And her husband knows some stuff about fishing and some stuff about hunting. And so you're around <laughs> it all the time. And when we go on the boat, there's never a time where you don't know how to throw a bait caster. You get far less rat's nests than I do. I mean, that's um, true. You're willing to pick up and learn anything. And then here's a really exciting announcement. Um, what? I mean, I mean, it's like kind of sad that we have to make this as an announcement because it should have just been happening, but life is life. Uh, we finally have on the calendar in stone Lola and I's first tournament oh. of the year <laughs> fishing together. Finally. Um, finally with we Chippewa Valley Bass Attack. Yeah, we have everything lined up. And so... <laughs> I'm pretty excited to finally fish another derby with you um, yes. in September. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, oh, to clap for this one, all right? We're going to. Hey. <laughs> Full-blown clap. Thank nice you, work. Nate. Nice work. Yeah. Like, legitimately, nice work. no jokes, no, like, false sense of humility. Like, I legitimately hope that Lola puts all five in the box, wins, <laughs> wins big bass, <laughs> Um, she's obviously going to win best looking on the water. Oh There's no God, arguments there. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So nice. I think our friend, uh, Michael and his dad, uh, Mudget, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll win second best looking cause he's, he's a good looking fella <laughs> and his dad is hilarious. Shout out to them. Yeah, um, they've gotten seventh, right? Yeah, in the dude, last those, two those tournaments, suckers, they're man, great. They are the, they are the. In the Chippewa Valley Bass Attack, which we talk about pretty regularly on the show because we know it. We fish it. It's really fun. Um, I mean, it really is just a club full of sticks. Like, these guys are absolute hammers. And we don't really talk about um, Justin and Alex that much. Justin is the guy who runs um, the the, the club. He's the president. And then his, I believe it's his little brother. I'm 99% sure Alex. But they're both hammers. But they're both cool, kind of silly dudes. And, yeah, yeah, Mudget and his dad. And he runs a guide service. We've actually already talked to him about being on the podcast. It'd be cool to interview somebody who is a guide because that's a whole different look, a whole different angle, a whole different vibe of fishing. And then they both, they just finish in the top 10 in the money all the time. Yeah. Um, And so shout out to those guys. Yeah. And so we'll have them on the, on the show sometime or, or just Michael. I don't don't know. I think I said it before. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but the derby that Lola and I fished last year, we were standing in the way in line. um, And then that derby, if we would have had one more fish, um, we had four fish for like nine and a half pounds, which is not a bad deal on a lake we hadn't been on. Yeah. Um, if we had one more fish, which we lost about eight times throughout the day, <laughs> um, buzz bait, frogging, flipping, we, yeah, we were very good at not fishing clean. What do you call that then? Fishing messy? Messy, dirty fish. We <laughs> we fish. Sloppy. We fish. We fish sloppy. sloppy, dude. Yeah, we fish dirty <laughs> for sure that day. Um, but we're standing in line in the way in line and we, uh, we're standing next to Mike's dad and we go, Hey, uh, how'd you guys hit him? And he says something like, well, we got 15 pounds. If you count the snapping turtle in the bag or something <laughs> like that. And it was just like, and he's kind of an older like, fella. I like this guy. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> it was like one of those jokes, you know, he said like 35 times and that actually makes it sort of funnier. Yeah. And yeah, it was it, great. Yeah, it was dope. But, uh, anyway, so I'm really excited to fish a derby yeah. with Lola again. I'm and I really hope we do well. I hope we win. It's on Lake Wasoda, which I know pretty well. Um, and I know where most people are going to go. And so I'm definitely going to try and go somewhere else. And 
Um, I don't know, small mouth. I'll just, be along for the ride. And yeah, and we're going to go 71, 72 no, miles an hour. we will not. And Lola loves it. I'll be throwing up and Perfect. crying. It doesn't matter as long as we get to our spot. You know, <laughs> it does it, it matter. matter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. And then, um, yeah, tonight I'm excited. Today, this podcast, this Taco Tuesday, I'm excited to have someone on the show. We're going to get to him in just a sec after Lola hits us with like the um, sponsor info stuff. But we were um, pretty specific when we started this podcast. Uh, Nate said it at one point. I wasn't sure at first, and I kind of agreed with it, and Lola said it. Kurt from uh, Working Class Bowhunter said it like, what if we did a podcast that maybe, you know, a, a good chunk of it was bass fishing because that's what we know. Um, but what if we dabbled into other things, fly fishing or um, musky fishing or even ocean fishing stuff? Yeah. Um, or tonight, today, this podcast, we're talking to a guy who is a catfish. I, I, I don't know if you call it. Expert? What, expert, or, master. I mean, I the photos know. he sent me like... Catfish are some of the coolest, craziest, beautiful, creepy, weird-looking, weird. <laughs> tasty creatures that swim in the water. Um, and I always wonder, this is a total side note, total okay. rabbit hole. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> rabbit trail. I keep getting my phrases mixed up lately. Anyway. I like my- the rabbit trail. I yeah. go with that. Yeah, okay, ra- this is a rabbit trail. This is like what my grandma used to do. She'd be like, oh, <laughs> yes, you know, like the rabbit trail. And I'm like, grandma, that's not. Yeah. That- She's Puerto Rican in case yeah. that was. Full, like confusing. 100% Puerto yeah. Rican. And, and her name was Madi and she was Matilde. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she, anyway. would, she would like fart in stores and then walk away really fast. <laughs> Which in Spanish is payo. And she'd be like, oh, just a little payo. No, she'd say, Laura, you got to go just walk ahead of me just a little bit. I have to make a little payo. I'm like, Graham, <laughs> don't fart in the store. Oh, she honey, it's it okay. It's already, it already happened. Yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, go on. Talk about a rabbit trail. Yeah, talk about a rabbit trail. But anywho, sometimes I see the things we eat and I wonder who was the first person to put that in their mouth. Oh, yeah. Like shrimp. Yeah. Have you seen shrimp when they're alive? Who saw that and said that should go inside of my mouth? Or scallops? Yeah. That's even weirder. Or what? I know you're talking like fishy stuff, oh, it but matter. like what about chaga? Like, oh, there's stuff on the tree. Yeah, Let me a make a thing. tea out me, of it. Let me drink that. Yeah. Ew. Or, um, I mean, even chicken or whatever. But I, I, know. I, just, I do just wonder, like, and catfish, I feel like fits plumb into that because catfish can be really, really gnarly looking, especially like um, flatheads when they have like that weird tan alien looking skin and like mm-hmm. blue catfish I actually think are kind of beautiful. Like they're that gray blue hue to their skin and, and they're just so fat, but then they have the whiskers and they have like the spines on their, on their dorsal fin. And I'm excited um, to learn about this because I, I don't know too. anything about but like who thought like, man, look at that ugly thing. Get inside of my mouth. Get in my belly. That's going to be very tasty. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know either. Anyway. Um, all right. So Lola hit us with the sponsors. Let's roll. Okay. Um, we just want to say thank you to Giltec, to Hook and Arrow Supply, um, Working Class Bow Hunters yeah. podcast, of course. We're part yeah. of their network with yeah. CC Hunt Files. Killing it. <clears throat> and Victory Drive. Killing it. Um, and thank you to Keen and, uh, and Grizzly the, Coolers. Wait, another one on the working class is... What, the, did I just um, miss one? The, well, Deercast. It's through oh, Drury. Yeah. It's like Drury Outdoors, like the combo. That's kind of also on the... the yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then we're also on Waypoint TV. Yeah, yeah. Killing it. Um, 
We're super stoked on that. Check us out, tackleandtacos.com or Tackle and Tacos Instagram, Facebook. YouTubes. YouTubes. Yeah, we've been having really good success lately on YouTubes with shorts. I don't know if you call it success, but like random shorts on there will have like 20,000 views. Yeah. And our videos have like 11. But, but you know. Yeah. Killing it. <laughs> yeah, we're having fun. Nate, you get any footage today? I did not, no. Okay. No, I think the only footage I got was, uh, was posted on the story. Okay. Um. So yeah, we might be able to turn that into a short. I'll send it to you. Oh yeah, getting, uh, getting culvers. Getting culvers. Yeah, that that was probably the most eventful. I was part gonna say of my the day. best part. Yeah. Can I just say something <laughs> yeah. real quick? Uh, I know Working Class did this a long time ago um, with Steve back when he was on the show. Shout out Steve. That's still my homie. Point point point. point. We still talk like hip hop and stuff sometimes. Um, like he just texted me the other day with an oh, with a fella named Chip City. We have like this three person text where we talk about hip hop music and it's fun. And anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Unpopular opinion number one. This is random. Unpopular opinion number one. That song, Walking in Memphis, is the freaking worst song ever. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I freaking hate that song. Okay. I hate it so much. It came on today at work. That's the only reason I'm saying that. So you're mad about it. It's just so stupid. Okay. The the music, the way he goes falsetto, the thing like, I said, ma'am, I am tonight. I'm walking okay. in Memphis. All right. Oh, man, just it's so annoying. Next. And people Good. think it's so dope and they're not. <laughs> oh, my like, just, just If you listen to that song, if you were going to wrestle or fight wrestle. or be a boxer and that was your song to come out That's to, just don't song. listen to our podcast anymore. <laughs> you just... Um, oh, that was completely random, but sort of not in my head. The other unpopular opinion is Culver's cheese curds are super overrated, and I love Culver's. Yeah, I think A and W cheese curds are much better. Did you have cheese curds today, Nate? Absolutely, because you are the, maybe the most wrong I've ever heard. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> He's mad. He is passionate. They're so hard and. And and like crunchy on the outside. There's too fresh, much bread. If they're if they're fresh and hot and yummy, I'll nah, eat them. I don't know, dude. Oh they're, yeah. You, I was I was in the truck driving down the road, yeah. going through prairie, yeah. And I'm I'm popping piping hot cheese curds in my down my throat. But wait, is that the first thing you had really eaten all day? Oh. I mean, I had like a granola bar. Okay, so yeah, she's she's telling you that the reason you thought they were so, so good was because you were just desperately hungry, <laughs> not because they're actually good. I feel like I feel like that the only reason I'm going to say that they were like above and beyond, yeah, was because I was in the cheese state. You know, oh, yeah, they, always, they, always, they always hit just right. They're, That's I mean, right. they're always good. Yeah, yeah, well, You're right. And let me just say, I'm not, I'm not dissing Culver's. I love Culver's. Like, love it. Like, uh, I think it was when I bought the boat. Maybe there was a time I was coming back through an area called Dodgeville, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, which is really pretty. And I stopped at the Culver's there. And I think that might have been the time where I bought our our current bass boat. But anyway, and the service, yeah, the service was absolutely terrible, and the food was terrible. And Mm. we were like, you know, at other restaurants, it's like, well, you know, whatever. It's Taco Bell, it's McDonald's, it's fast food. But we were like so shocked to have bad service and bad food at Culver's. Like that's just never. It doesn't happen. It's like Chick Fil A. Like it takes a little longer, but it's just worth it. Um, and yeah, I love Culver's. I just think their cheese curds are overrated. Although I will say a dope usage of the Culver's cheese curd is to mash that mother stinker into your hamburger bun. Like put a whole bunch of them on your hamburger. That's real nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that is the move for sure. It is the move. Absolutely. Or dunking them in hard ranch. To pull off, hard to pull off while driving. But yes. You just, just got to want it. Now. Yeah, but. 
I mean, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but so. whatever. He's got to want it. But I also tell people on our podcast to close their eyes and envision like the lake that I'm describing to yeah, them. Yeah, and they're probably driving. Yeah, while which is fine. Listening. I want them to see what I'm talking about. That's really sweet. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. After um, after we have this this gentleman on our show for a little bit and we hang up with him, um, we are going to have Nate do a quick recap for you. Um, some people asked about it because we posted posted. Sometimes my words they just they just get so excited to come You're out. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Um, we posted about it on social media and then we referenced it, talked about it on our last podcast. How Nate was fishing a spro frog only tournament and to the point where Nate said you couldn't trim the legs, you couldn't bend out the hooks, you couldn't add rattles, you couldn't modify the baits in any way. And if you listen to our show at all, you know that Nate doesn't necessarily hate frog fishing. He's just not overly talented at it. It was like me in basketball as a kid. I really wanted to be good and I wasn't. Um, so Nate frog fishing is me playing basketball. So we're going to do a recap from his tournament today. Cheapers criminy. <laughs> I'm comparing oh your frog gosh, fishing to a to... skinny, uncoordinated white dude playing basketball <laughs> oh, with a bunch of kids who are really good at basketball. Like the like, dudes around it me. probably wow. looks real similar with a lot of flailing around. Yeah, and flailing and like thinking you got something. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do that after we have homeboy on. So, uh, with no further ado, we're really excited to have this feller and the, the quick, um, how, why he's on our, our podcast. Number one is cause he's just a, a cool cat. Um, cool cat. Oh, I didn't even mean <laughs> that to do that. That was good. Yeah, that was, really that was good. a accidental dorky dad joke. Uh, but <laughs> Kurt, who is the guy, if you don't know who Kurt is, he's on this uh, podcast called the working class bow hunter. He's kind of like the guy over there. And he texted me last week and was like, yo, there's a dude you should really have on your podcast named Cameron. And he's a big cat fisherman and he's just kind of a cool dude. And we were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like yeah. there was just no like, uh, I don't no know, hesitance like, like he recommended this dude and we were Sounds all cool. in and yeah. yeah. And so we talked to him on the phone for just a sec before we started recording tonight and he was gracious enough to put up with all our little glitchy things trying to get this <laughs> phone call to work. And uh, so with no other waiting, with no further ado, um, we are really excited to bring in, uh, I think this is his first podcast ever, uh, Mr. Cameron Dowd. Hey! hey. Hey guys! Hey, you're hey. there. You're there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we can hear First you. Podcast, yeah, <laughs> that's exciting, man. So yeah, let's just let's just jump let's just jump straight into it. Um, who are you? What what? How do you have a relationship with working class? How did we hear about you? Tell tell us about this mythical beast named Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I live about 15, 20 minutes from Kurt, and I love to bow hunt as well. Yeah. In the fall, okay. fishing in the warm time. I'm a fair weather fisherman, fishing in the warm time. Yeah. And then uh, hunt in the cold time. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I kind of communicated through email. Kurt was wanting some help with some stuff uh, with the studio, and he gave me a chance, and we kind of formed a kind of formed a friendship through the through the working class side of things with hunting and stuff, trying to get to be a better bow hunter and kill big deer like they do instead of getting excited over a six point you know yeah so uh, yeah, yeah that, that's kind of how it started with him and i've been trying to get him to go fish I, I send him pictures like hey dude i got a spot for you on the boat and everything and uh he really always acts interested but he never but shows he never, up so yeah, i don't through. really yeah. know <laughs> i'm not really sure how to take that so yeah. i don't think he really wants to fish but 
We'll get him out there. And yeah, he says we'll he does because it sounds good for him to say he wants to fish. But will he actually fish? I I don't know that that will actually. Yeah, he's occur. a nice guy. He he doesn't want to you know doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> yeah, hurt. yeah. So he'll just say it. He'll just he'll basically just blow you off until you know the end of time. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm busy that day. Um, all right. So, what you said that you did some things for working class. What kind of things did you do? Like, like studio stuff. I know you're a pretty intelligent feller. You're doing tech stuff. How did you help those guys out? Um, I helped them run just some camera stuff uh, for podcasts on for filming podcasts and stuff. Yeah. He was trying to get into podcasts. I don't know a whole lot about camera stuff, but okay. and he knows some stuff. And yeah. He obviously has a bunch of connections within the biz. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, I'll get you connected with these guys. So I help him out more in the fall because with the way my work is set up okay. through the spring, summer, fall, I'm real busy and fishing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, boy. Um, yeah, I, I, I try and help them. Um, and and the, they let me hang around, I guess, is, and, and do the things that need to be done, I guess. Yeah. I They got that new building beside the – Yeah beside the studio and uh we've had a couple work days out there and got some work done trying to clean that that uh i guess you could call hopefully it's going to be better than a dump one day but <laughs> yeah, the initial the initial photos <laughs> yeah the initial photos it looks like dump is the absolute correct word yeah it was bad it was pretty rough yeah it was definitely pretty rough i would definitely agree with you there so um keep going You're um good. So yeah, so that's rad. I'm I'm glad that you're and it's I think it's really funny, isn't it? How so they asked if anybody could help, whatever, you were in the area, you jumped in. I think it's really funny how you could be at like a I don't know, a wedding reception or I'm not, I'm trying to think of another group setting where you might be at church, you might be around people that you don't really know that well, but yeah. you find out that one dude is like a fisherman or a bow hunter or something, and then it's sort of like, oh, yeah. you just and you just sort of start talking, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really easy to like... Connect. Yeah, not to sound like corny, but to sort yeah, of bond truly, with people yeah. over like outdoorsy stuff. Oh, yeah. So the fact that you were able to help them out with like video and whatever, but then you also have this like bow hunting and fishing and what, it's just so... Man, like, okay, so I, uh, Cameron, I work at Shields, and right now uh, I work in the service department, so we do everything from, like, I don't know, building treadmills to, like, dishing out bait to, uh, I had a guy the other day who was going catfishing, and he went through our northern suckers, and he's like, can I just pick these out? You can count that I'm that I'm doing 24 of them. He's like, I just want the biggest ones for catfish, though. And I was like, yeah, man, that's fine. You know, if you really want to oh, like, yeah. dig <laughs> through them. Uh, but anywho, uh, and right now we're getting really, really pop- um busy it's getting more popular for people to be shooting their bows getting ready for season to fire up and like every dude that brings back arrows like i need these at 29 i need these for my son at 20 i need whatever i just want to talk to him what kind of bow do you shoot where do you hunt at do you are you more of like a hang and bang guy are you more of like a a ladder stand guy do you have a have you ever shot out of a saddle how fast is your bow what kind of stabilizer are you using you have a drop wire it's just this bonding that happens right oh yeah yeah i like that my wife, uh, my wife, I've gone to several like outdoor shows, whether it's bow hunting or fishing, and uh, she'll go with me sometimes. And I'll be like, "Hey, I saw this guy. He shot this. I'm gonna go talk to him." She's like, "You don't even know him." I'm like, "I don't care. Like, I'm just gonna go talk to him. Yeah. Like, it's hunting. Like, yeah, it's, it's not as like, weird, right? Like, you're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to be that like out like outgoing of a person. It's just so easy to bond that, right? Way. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, you, it's pretty you, cool community. You yeah. have a wife. Yep. What's her name? Yes, How long have you been married? Tell us about her. Yeah. yeah Tell us about real. you guys. Uh, 
Yeah, we got married in 2019, and congrats, congrats. Uh, she is from, name is Stephanie, she is from Dallas, Texas, Whoa, and nice. she has a little uh, Mexican blood in her, maybe, so uh-huh. it kind of goes along with the tackle and yeah. tacos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. So that's- I, uh, I get, uh, yeah, I get plenty of uh, tacos. You know, kind of a joke I always make. Somebody says, "Y'all had any Mexican food?" I said, "Yeah." You know, there's we've had uh, tacos five different ways this week. You know? Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so we know yeah, when I, we come I down. That one no, we know when we come down to hang out working class, like whose house we're going to. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, gonna we're gonna, yeah. Come, we're gonna run through your place and uh, eat some. So okay, she is a super good. She's a super good cook. Uh, I didn't realize, like, I knew she cooked good because I just like to eat, obviously. Yeah. And, <laughs> but when we started going, after we got married, and start, she started fixing meals, or we'd go to people's houses and stuff, and she would bring food. The joke was like, oh, is Stephanie bringing anything tonight? Or oh, yeah, like looking for it, yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's dope. Okay, so let's talk tacos. What have you had recently? What's her What's her specialty? And do you like to Shout cook? out Stephanie. Point, point, point. Um, so probably the, she makes some killer enchiladas, which is not yes, tacos. Sir. No, it is. Yeah, but, but we she, count it. But it is. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we just talked about them a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, she, yeah. Those are kind of a weakness. Like, uh, she kind of has to fix her pan and then she fixes another pan for the other people that are in her house since there's only two people in her house. So <laughs> I get my pan and then she fixes a few more for Okay, so for what, her. what's uh, the difference there? Is she like a spicy person and you're not or vice versa or? No, I just could eat a whole pan oh, pretty much. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> quantity, yeah. <laughs> That's such a better answer. Yeah, yeah they're pretty good. Um, another one, I was actually thought about this whenever you texted me. I, I uh, was like, they're probably going to bring up tacos. Yeah. And when this all comes around, she makes these, uh, she calls them crunchy tacos. Okay. She takes uh, corn shells, puts some beans and sprinkles some of that crumbled cheese on there. Yeah. I don't know the Mexican term for it. There's some real long word. For that yeah, there's a few cheese. different kinds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the white. Uh, like cotija? Cotija, or whatever. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Chihuahua. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always get that mixed up with the dog, though. No, for <laughs> sure. Anyway, That's weird. So then she'll uh, she'll fry that in like a cast iron skillet okay. with a little bit of oil in it, and crisp that up on both sides. Not like tostada style, but you know, kind of in between, mm-hmm. just a regular shell and tostada. Yeah. Then you have you can use any kind of meat. I prefer like carne asada steak. Oh, come on, dude. Um, and then once once that's fried on both sides, the cheese is melted, beans are hot, pull it out of the skillet, open it up, drop that meat in there, you know, top it off maybe with some cilantro, pico, etc. And so uh, good. dude, it's it's pretty fire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you, so, yeah you gotta figure it out for sure. Yeah, that sounds and amazing. Those are small. <laughs> so if you eat like twenty of them, it doesn't really look that bad on you. Know, <laughs> nice. they're, really, they're pretty small. <laughs> He said, so if you eat like 20 of them, that's dope. Dude. You're like, you're like our perfect no, I, guest. I don't know if I've eaten 20, but it, it's pretty bad, dude. Hey, man, we're, we're not judgy. You know what I'm saying? No. We're not. If you ate 20 of them, you ain't got to lie and say I ate 14. You know what I'm saying? Be proud of that junk, yeah. dude. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing wrong with eating 20 of your wife's crunchy tacos that sound incredible. 
I'm not mad about it at all. Uh, yeah, the other night we actually made enchiladas at home based on the last podcast where Nate said he's been into enchiladas lately, and I made a totally separate pan for myself. Uh, that was actually because I wanted to put a little more spice on it, but then I ended up making them all kind of spicy. Anyway, yeah. And he felt very bad. I did, just go to work, you know what I'm saying? That's like, the so, greatest thing. Yeah. Just eat, you know what so I mean? so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what is, is yep, that your... Is that your favorite dish, your favorite taco that Stephanie makes, or is there something else? What I mean, give us some goods. We don't talk tacos enough with our guests. Yeah, uh, that crunchy taco is probably um, probably my favorite. I don't know, man, with that oil. I don't know if the cast iron skillet has anything to do with it. I, I don't know. Just to me, anything fried in a cast iron skillet, just yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that it just got that magic in there. Yep. Um, old cast iron always have something to do with it. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. That's why they call it seasoning yeah. them. They they do. Yeah. They sort of yeah. like absorb all this like years of use and oil. And yeah, it, it is a different deal. You're completely right. Mm-hmm. There's a there's that real thin. Um, I'm not good with the names because I don't speak. Uh, I always tell like when we go to visit her family, they ask me if I speak Spanish, and I say pico. Uh, there we go. <laughs> and then they just laugh and laugh, laugh. Pico's even better pico. though. Yeah. yeah. So poquito, cute. poquito. Yeah, yeah. I always I always tell yeah. Lola's family that I know dos palabras, which means two words. And I'm like I, actually, I mean I actually know I actually know he some Spanish know some a little Spanish. bit. Like when I was a little boy, when I was fourteen, you say I was a little a, boy. A four, I mean that's a hundred years ago for me, dude. I mean that's how old Kennedy's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. So I, when I was daughter. fourteen or fifteen, I was a busboy at a restaurant and all the other busboys were like grown men, like like Hispanic dudes who only spoke Spanish. And so then they, they would like they would teach me stuff little by little and then I took Spanish in high school. So I know some but not yeah. enough to like have a convo. Like Lola can sit there and have a convo with somebody. Yeah. Um but yeah. anyway, yeah, so you would go to see her I've parents done it both ways. Well, how's that? I've done it both ways. I've also done it where, like, I'll walk in to, they'll have some big family meeting thing or group party or whatever, and I'll walk in and I'll greet him in Spanish or something. You know, make yeah. something off that I heard. And they're <laughs> like, "Oh, you know, he knows Spanish," and then they just take off, and, and like, I'm like, and then it. you slowly <laughs> exit. Yeah, just smile <laughs> and nod. Uh huh. See, uh huh, and like back away. Yeah, that's always really awkward. That's yeah. funny. I went to Argentina when I was seventeen. I think I went to Argentina, and down there they speak Spanish, but it's also like a totally different dialect. Like mm-hmm. the words are totally mm-hmm. different. And I went down there. Like that was probably the peak of my Spanish powers. Like like fully in school because well, when you're it, immersed and, and I, yeah, in I was the culture. around it a lot but then i went down there thinking like oh i got this dude i know so much in spanish and then they'd be like, like everything was really Slurry. down there like the way that they enunciate and i was yeah i didn't know anything. i always say that i like yeah. mexican spanish the most and i probably am saying that totally that's probably the wrong way like uh-huh. maybe not whatever <laughs> but like because i'm puerto rican and yeah. puerto rican spanish sorry familia but this is it's kind of lazy okay like um if you want to say como estas, they say como esta. They kind of like kind take of out s's and okay. como esta. Oh, so it's you like know. American, like slangy sort of almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah have you heard that before? Spanish that yeah, Spanish, yeah, Spanish slang. Have you heard that American English is the hardest language to learn because we have so much like poor mm. grammar and so much. Uh, and just yeah. there, there, there. Yeah, forty-five your, ways your, of saying your, the same word. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird. Okay. I don't know. Spanish is pretty hard for me because yeah, me too, uh, dude. she'll like she's written out sentences and stuff, and I mean I'm not real 
big into English really wasn't my favorite subject, but <laughs> um, in Spanish, they seem to like take what is at the end and put it at the beginning. Yeah, and they flip flop. Like, yeah, like, that's not oh, what it's sorry. supposed to be. And yeah, anyway. Was confusing. The one thing, though, hey, one really rad thing about Spanish that I think is so smart is when it's written out, how if they're writing a question, they start the sentence with an upside down question, you know, and then end it with a regular question. So, like, to me, that makes sense because as you go into the sentence, you already know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's, I think that's actually kind of a a good idea. But anyway, okay, anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know, tacos? Yeah, ask this man some fishing questions. All right. Well, Nate. Nate, why don't you ask him some fishing questions? Like, how did you start? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good start, uh, I suppose. But honestly, I want to know, I want to know what your favorite piece of bait is. That's what I want to know. I kind of grew up catfishing, mm. uh, like in my younger years, uh, as a kid, fishing on the bank with my family, camping oh, yeah. for months at a time. So, um, you know, that's kind of what I grew up doing. So, what what what's your go to bait of choice? So, uh, for if we're talking flathead catfish, which is most of the fishing I do here locally, because that's you know it's close, so I use a lot of live. I primarily live um, through most of the season, and if I had to pick out a favorite bait, a favorite live bait, um, those green-eared sunfish that have like all the crazy colors. Um, like the yellows and the greens. Some of them even get some red in there. Those are just, yeah. to me, those are just like the prettiest panfish out there. Like I've caught, I don't know if they like accidentally, uh, like when the breeding happens, I don't know if they get with bluegill sometimes, but man, I've caught some that just, the colors are just like, it's almost like some of them, uh, like saltwater fish you see in people's yeah, aquariums. Yeah, yeah they almost like look fake. Almost electric, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those exactly are really pretty. About. Yeah. So what do you? They're do? really hard to, really hard to catch too. Like That's what I was just gonna say. Do you, can you even target those specifically? How do you get them? Yeah, um, I have not found a way to um, to target them, and it makes me almost wonder if they're not um, almost like a mix of a couple of things because sure. I never find like a school of them. Like I, oh, sure. I as many, I mean, I've caught thousands of bluegills, whatever you want to call it, panfish over the past, you know, 10, 12 years, 15 years of, of catfishing. And I know I haven't caught more than three in, in one, one occasion. Like if I go out for bait, like I've never caught more than three at yeah, one right. time. That's it. Yeah, um, I wonder if they are some kind of hybrid. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, when you, when you catch one, it's kind of like, you know, catching a super rare fish in my book. It's like, oh man, you know, I, I get pretty checked up even yeah. though it's, a, even though it's just <laughs> a teeny little, fish, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're going to feed it to another fish, but you got to, you got to stop and, and admire it. And yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah smell yeah. flowers. Yeah. Sure. I actually got a, I actually got a cattle trough, um, like a big circle cattle trough that was bought. I bought some acres in, out towards, uh, south of the Quad Cities, and uh, I was trying to figure, out, find out a way to keep bluegill alive, okay. so that every time I went fishing, I didn't have to go catch bait first. Because man, sometimes that's difficult. Like, no go get bait yeah. every time. Um, so I just catch a few, and then I made this like little mini pond, if you want to call it, with that cattle trough. It's probably six foot around and three foot deep, 
and uh, made sure it was waterproof. Got me a little aerator yeah, pump. Yeah, I said you aerated it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, it's pretty dope. Like that it's pretty awesome, cool to watch it. I'm, I kind of geek out about it. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, <laughs> cool. it's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah. So if every you, time, uh, go ahead. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you is because like Nate has some experience in catching catfish. Uh, Lola and I have caught catfish while not fishing for catfish, like fishing for bass, like on a chatter bait or a flipping bait or something. So we don't know a lot about catfishing. So if we ask you a question that's absolutely idiotic, please just know it's because we don't know. You can laugh but at us. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, but we just think it's cool. <laughs> like at the same time, though, I think catfishing is really neat. You know, like I think it's really Oh, rad. no, you're good, man. Um, so hey, like, when I started, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no you go. go. I was going to say when I started, I, I asked probably – more than enough uh, dumb questions to uh, <laughs> to be up towards the top of the list. So, yeah, yeah. So like, there's not there's not dumb questions. So. Okay, so two questions just based on what you just said about the little you know pumpkin seeds or whatever you want to call those ones that are really you know almost like metallic, like reflective, crazy patterned, whatever. Because we all know anybody who's fished with their kids and knows those fish. When you catch those ones, it's like ooh, even if it's tiny, everybody yeah. Yeah. like we just caught those when we were camping. Yes, and all the kids were like, oh my gosh. You know, and Vinny just, was like, we got to let that one go. It's just too pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you catch those, yeah, yeah, it's so cute. When you catch those, number one. Um, do you get hit on those before everything else? Number two, if you don't have any um, pan fish to use, do you just not fish? Like you don't use like you don't use stink bait or old cut bait, or are you just saying for flatheads like live is better? Or yeah, so on the um, on the first part there on those, I didn't even think I kind of even forgot that people call them pumpkin seeds. I've heard that before. Yeah, um, and I don't know if that's more like up towards Wisconsin, yeah, y'all may have more of them up there. I, I don't know. It's but not super common I, here though either, but yeah, I don't know. They're kind of, uh, with how rare they are down here. I don't know if it's because we save them until we're like, Hey, there's a good fish here. Let's pull out the mega baits, mm. you know, oh, because sure. I don't usually just take one of those and just fling it out. Yeah. You kind of save willy it nilly somewhere. I kind of save it. Like mm-hmm. if I, if I'm going out, if I get off work at three or four o'clock and I go out, I'm like looking for fish and kind of seeing what the bite's doing, checking holes, you know, with my, with my graphs and stuff. And usually, uh, dark, right at dark, you know, the last, the prime time hour of fishing right there before dark. Um, most of the time I'll use that and I'm usually sitting in a good hole. I have caught a lot of big fish on those, okay. on those pumpkin seeds. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it's just because they're that good. Yeah. Or it's just because I've just been at the in You're the right spot at the right the time. Perfect, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, if I could buy them, uh, yeah, if I could find a way to buy them, or uh, yeah, it's it kind of. I, I need to do some more research on it to see why they're so rare. I don't. I don't know. Mm. Um, and they're pretty hardy too. That's the thing. Like, yeah, they're they usually thick. Bit. Yeah, yeah, usually yeah. thick for sure. You can't yeah. right legally. You can't sell bluegills, right? Like that's not like buying no. shad or yeah. No. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, no, you can't, no. But you so, can legally the, use them, right? You can legally use them for, yeah. for fish. You just can't, yeah. if, you just can't commercially. Yeah, in Illinois, you have to catch them out of the same, um, out of the same body of water. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. like, it's got to be a tributary, you know, it's got to be a tributary, um, I guess, the DNR, you know, with the DNR wanting, yeah. not wanting to transport, you know, uh, invasive species or, yeah. or, or, uh, 
whatever that way. So yeah. Hey, so yeah, this, be, here, here, here's a, here's a crazy deal. Speaking of DNR and whatever, a tournament I fished this year, and maybe this is common to somebody else. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. As we were taking out, there was a DNR guy there, like checking everybody's boat for like seaweed and blah, 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 blah. Same exact reason. So you don't transfer it from one body of water to another in case there's like some kind of something on it. And then as you pull out of the launch um, off to the right next to the parking lot, they had a full blown like not full length, probably like maybe 25 feet long semi tractor trailer with like a boat washing station on it. It had like a blower and a vacuum and a high powered, um, like compressed air water, like super sprayer deal. And yeah, I've never seen anything like that before, but they were like, I, I don't think he said zebra mussels. What was he saying? There was some kind of thing that was transferring around that they couldn't get a hold of. And so they were like, they couldn't mandate it, but they were like begging everybody to use this thing. And I think I was like two or three of like the 30 boats that actually used it. But hmm. anyway, sorry, it's just random. <laughs> wow. I thought that was crazy. I'd never really seen that before. Yeah. I've never seen, I've never seen anything, uh, anything like that before either. Yeah, that's, that's, weird. that's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's pretty strange for sure. So how'd you get into, how'd you get into catfishing? Why catfish of all the fish that swim? So, uh, to start actually how I got into fishing, my grandpa is a real big fisherman. Um, and I don't know if I got that in my bloodstream or what, because my dad's not a fisherman at all. And his, my dad's dad is way into impatient to be fishing. Like it's kind of the family joke, like, yeah, take grandpa fishing, you know, because he wouldn't hold an attention span to even cast a line. But, um, anyway. But on my mom's side, my grandpa on that side is a big fisherman. He lived in Louisiana for years and years. Um, And we would go down there for the summer and do a lot of saltwater fishing, catching crabs, blue crabs. Um, So, yeah, the the ocean kind of has a hook in me. I don't get down there near as much as I like. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I started. And then when we moved here to Illinois, I was 10, and uh, a guy – and our church was a real big bass fisherman, and there is praise uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, yeah, it kind of saved us because with my dad not being a fisherman, we were yeah. dying. We we're like, man, we got to find somebody to take us. My dad would take us. Yeah, <laughs> my dad would take us. He, he tried, but uh, I, I think we, as much as he had to take us and help us, I think we probably cured him of fishing as bad as my uh as bad as his dad but right yeah the guy from church kind of had mercy on us and uh <laughs> he retired from john deere and so we had a lot of time so we would actually go to some pond south of the quad cities and uh man for probably four or five oh it's probably longer than that six seven years probably we uh in the summertime man we were down there That's as much awesome. as possible That's living so down special. there bass fishing. Yeah. yeah a lot of memories a lot of memories a lot of a lot of fish it, it, it was it was probably the best fishing, consistent fishing that, that I've ever done yeah. mm. um, for bass, big bass, lots of numbers, just just a kid's dream kind of, you know, mostly, just a bunch of wide open. Mostly from shore, or did you have access to boat stuff at all? Or um, We did take uh, like a little tiny 10-foot, 12-foot, uh, like flat-bottom John boat down Heck there yeah. sometimes. That's awesome. Um, and drag that around through the through the fields um, but a lot of it from the shore yeah a lot of that a lot of it from the shore towards once we got a little bit older and stronger where we could actually carry our own stuff and help out we, we started rigging up like uh wheels to oh sneak. tie onto the bottom of john boats to pull stuff awesome. around we got pretty creative yeah heck um, yeah. that's great so 
Yeah, and then after uh, after I got close to being able to drive myself around, the, the guy that took us bass fishing, his son actually is a big cat fisherman. Okay, and he lives about ten or fifteen minutes from my house, and he he took he took me a couple times, and I think one of the first times I went, we caught like a twenty five pound flathead, and then a year or two later, we were on a Mississippi, and I caught one that was closer to forty. Jeez, and it just it just kind of hooked me, yeah. and uh, I've been uh, been pretty pretty tied to it ever since, honestly. So, wish the the season was longer, honestly. Yeah, yeah right on. So, yeah, heck yeah. So, what is the biggest fish you've caught? At, like catfish, and okay, so you say twenty five pounds, forty pounds, like that sounds gigantic. Yeah, to, yeah, me. to us bass fishermen, but that's like, like scary big. What's like but a, it's not, right? is there like a normal or average? Okay, I have two questions. What's like an average, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I caught a catfish, cool yeah. size. And then what's your record, yeah, what's your, your biggest? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like a 25-pound flathead in the bass world would probably, for me, would be like a two-and-a-half, three-pound bass. Oh, my gosh. You know, just a, It's like just good, but bass, not crazy. You know? not, wow. not super yeah, like rare. A good, you'd be like, oh, it's a nice fish. You yeah, know, but not cool totally fish. freak out I about it. I think I would pee no. my pants. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't and even. Everybody else in the boat is like, what is she doing? That's such an like, average fish. Yeah. Put it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's cool because, I mean, and it's all in proportion. Like, you're you're just fishing a totally different totally different species. Yeah. So, you know, to, you know, you catch a 10 pound, you catch a 10 pound flathead, it's like a one pound bass, you know, okay. so the, the it, it's pretty proportionate, you know, but it is cool to take somebody out that never really catfish mm. and, you know, get them on a right, 15 or yeah. 20, 30 <laughs> and they're like, oh man, that's the biggest fish I've ever caught. You know, yeah. that, that's really cool for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, man, they're way bigger, but that's a, you know, that's a good fish. We, we're going to try and get you a bigger one, you know? Yeah, but, for sure that's the cool thing about catfishing is you can take somebody and if you do catch a 15 pounder or a 20 or 30, you know, I mean, 30 pound catfish is getting close to 36 inches long. And so they're holding a three three foot fish, you know, and it's like, dude, so it's pretty cool. Um, I forgot your second question. I don't know if I answered it. My personal best. I actually caught my personal best for a blue catfish oh, so about cool. a month ago. Oh, whoa. Um, yeah, I caught a, it was right at 65 pounds. Holy crap. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was on a rod and reel. That was on a rod and reel, yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't, I'm not a bank pole guy. There's yeah. guys that, that love that, but I, I'm all rod and reel. Yeah. So. Wow, that's dope. Uh, Nate, take two seconds. Would you explain to people why you asked the rod and reel thing? Because I think I kind of know with catfishing, but why did you ask him that question? Yeah, just uh, just in the in the catfishing world, there's there's kind of like two realms. There's there's rod and reel guys, and then there's bank line guys. So the bank line guys will you know go out kind of midday, afternoon, whatever, and they'll go, you know, actually set rods in the bank and, you know, they'll have cut bait or something tied to them and, you know, wait and just kind of go scatter them out along a creek or river bank and, you know, wait for the next morning and go check them or something, you know, it's pretty. Is, is that pretty like what simple. we did in England? Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty simple way to do it, but it, you know, it can be a lot of fun too. I did a little bit of that when I was, when I was younger, but then yeah. of course, you know, there's, you know, like Cameron, you know, that hard rod and reel guys who yeah. 
really want to, you know, feel the fight. And, you know, I can only imagine a 65 pounder on rod and reel, man. No way. That's insane. And blue cats are (laughs) just cool looking, man. They look like, you know what? This <laughs> I'm, oh I'm putting together the pieces in my head right now. I Something really stupid that I'm about to say, <laughs> oh, but it's no. not that stupid, dude. It's like that. Um, it's like uh, my buddy Garrett. Shout out Garrett uh, Cletus McFarland mm-hmm. on YouTube. Boom, boom, boom. Um, he has this really rad El Camino that's like that kind of cement gray sort of color. You guys know that that paint color on trucks and cars? It's getting really popular now. Y'all know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like oh, that yeah. milky gray. Yeah, that sort of milky cement color. What I feel like a gray, like a blue cat is sort of that color. We should start calling that color like blue catfish. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah, that's pretty dope. Is, isn't that what that color is? I mean, it's kind of that grayish <laughs> yeah. sort of medium toned grayish color. I don't know. Yeah. That's what we should. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to message Garrett and be like, Hey, I have a new name for your car. You can call it the blue cat. Instead of, <laughs> Instead of mullet that he calls it. Yeah. But, uh, that's awesome. Okay. So if you, you don't have to get anything, if you're doing something specific, Cameron, that you don't want to share in terms of like keeping, um, you know, like specific stuff that you're good at, you don't have to share or a specific location, but give us a little detail on that 65 pounder. Cause that sounds really crazy. Yeah. So, um, the blue cats don't, I mean, there's, there's channels, flatheads and blues. The channel catfish is kind of a variation of the blues. They don't just get, they don't get near as big. Like I think the state record for Illinois is like right around 30, low thirties, 31, which, 32, 33 pounds. For the channels. Okay, okay, okay. For the yeah, channels. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people get mixed up between channels and blues. So we don't have any true blue catfish here in in the Quad City area. Oh, okay. I've I've never caught one. I've heard that we used to. Okay. Um, and some commercial netters, between commercial netters and floods. Yeah. Just kind of a it, they weren't wasn't a strong population to begin with. Huh. Um and they eventually I've never caught one and I, I I should back up on the bait question just a little bit because I do use cut bait, um, early in the, early in the spring. And if we're having like really crazy years, kind of like this year, um, I'll use like cut shad or sometimes live shad. They're just really hard to keep alive. Okay. Um, Yeah. But you have a really good aerator and you're changing a lot of water Mm. and you got cold water. Um, also, moon eye. I'll cut moon eye. Um, that's primarily actually that's what I caught that blue on. Oh, really? Was um, was was a yeah a chunk of moon eye. Okay. And um, so, when you say just for the people who don't know, um, what like is me? Yeah, like Lola. <laughs> uh, what is cut bait? So, cut bait is I throw a cast net um, behind barges. You know, just in areas where bait will hang out out of the current, um, and then I will cut it into sometimes I'll cut the head and the tail off mm-hmm. and just throw the, just throw the, the meat guts part of the hook, you know, hook all that into the hook and throw that out as one piece. Mm. Um, if they're biting weird, sometimes I'll just cut the head off, put the head on and throw that out. I've okay. good fish doing that. Um, but in my, in my, um, experience, it has to be pretty fresh as in like a day or two. So, oh, okay. Um, I'm not saying for, for, for flatheads and blues, I think a channel will eat pretty much anything. Sure. I think that's kind of where the whole catfish thing comes like, Oh yeah, I can throw a cigar out there and you'll catch catfish. Yeah. Um, People do sort of say stupid crap like that. Yeah. 
I think it's kind of the channel. I think those are, cha- you know, and I, I like catching channels in the spring. It's a blast. Go up to the dam when they're going up to spawn. And, man, that, you're in faster current. And, uh, yeah, th- those will give you a, a super good fight. You get a good, good one of those on there. Um, but that you, but you can also catch uh, flatheads on cut bait um, in, in times of the year. Sometimes late summer they'll, they'll change the cut bait. I mean, you can throw out – I've thrown out – four or five bluegill before and you know different ways different areas i'll have somebody else with me and we're like hey we can throw another rod out we'll throw we'll throw a um, piece of cut out there and we'll catch a fish on the cut when we have all this fresh this fresh bait out there you know um so it it kind of it's just like bass fishing except it's you're just using different variations of yeah live or semi-fresh bait so yeah 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 Okay. Yeah. And so how did you, what was the time of day when you caught this piglet? Did you know right away when you set the hook on it? I mean, give me, give me some detail here. Get, get my heart pumping. So we were, I was, I was fishing on the Mississippi and I was south towards St. Louis on oh, okay. the Mississippi. So I was a couple hours away. That That's kind of where the real big blue fishing starts. Were you um, targeting? Like, were you going for blue catfish? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. That, we, I, awesome. When I go, when we go down there, I try to go, I don't go as not, uh, as much as I want. Um, there's there's big guides down there too, right? That do that because oh, yeah. it's so popular. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So that when we go down there, that's that's 100 percent what I target. Um, okay. To me, they're the coolest freshwater fish that we have. Um, they're just they're the biggest freshwater fish. To me, I mean, the the record the world record right now is like 144 pounds, I think unless it's been broken this week. Um, and so, I mean, they're, to me, they're basically freshwater sharks. They're, they, they do have some teeth. They don't have like real, real crazy teeth, but I mean, they'll tear you up if you they don't have gloves teeth? on. Yeah, they do. They I didn't do. know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever run into one, I don't, don't get too, uh, excited about shoving your mouth, shoving your hand in their mouth. Cause oh, they'll, uh, they will tear you up. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. It's like that sandpaper type teeth, but I think it bigger those those pieces of like sandpaper. So it's like grittier. It's like it's yeah, like you go yeah, from like yeah, two twenty to, to like, eighty, yeah, eighty <laughs> to forty. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Shred you. Okay. Yeah. So keep going. So, so we were St. Louis ish. Yeah, we were fishing right below a, a, a dam, a roller dam, um, and we actually I wanted to leave on a. We left here the quad season on thursday but i did not leave until like three o'clock so by the time we got our stuff in our hotel got the boat in the water and we actually have to lock through that dam that's put in on the boat ramp above that dam lock through to get to the good fishing um and so by the time we did all that it was probably 9 30 ish before we really really got fishing um and i had fished another spot let me come back to that because kind of a sad story there. But okay. um, I had checked the spot, marked one fish, had a little bit of uh, what do you call it? Sloppy fishing? Is that what, yeah. you, is that what you call <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Sloppy, dirty. sloppy fishing. Yeah, yeah. It there. Yeah. And uh, moved, and um, it, it was really good. I don't know what was going on oh. with the. I watched water temperatures, water levels. Yeah, weather, so you're, all you're, that. you're an electronics guy, I take it. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of a nerd. Good. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love that. Uh, with that, I'm not real real good at it, but I, I as much as I have at it, I throw at it um, 
and I had marked a bunch of fish in a hole, and we were I was I, we were catching. You know, we had caught several close to thirty. Probably caught three, four, five fish close to thirty. Some smaller ones. Okay. Um, and I saw this current seam. We were kind of um, on the opposite side of the river, on the Missouri side of the river, and um, the the they weren't letting as much water out on the Missouri side of the river as they were on the Illinois side. So I saw this current seam, and I took a piece, big piece of moon eye, top moon eye, and I threw it right in that current seam. Even though it was dark, they have lights up there you can, you can sure. kind of see. Yeah. And man, it, it probably wasn't more than it, it wasn't more than ten minutes. I don't believe. And wow. um, they don't always bite like this. Sure. But the, the big fish sometimes do. The current is way faster down there. Like current here in the Quad Cities is mile and a half to maybe yeah. three miles an hour when we got a lot of water down there um five six seven wow mile an hour. Significant. It, yeah. it's, it's pretty significant yeah so any fish feels like a giant but when you get when you get a mega on um you know it and it just it just pinned the rod and just started peeling drag and you just get to, <laughs> you just get to the rod as quick as possible yeah. on those i obviously set the hook um and yeah i knew right away man I, I use uh, Ambassador. A lot. Of, most of my reels are Ambassador. Uh, Abel Garcia Ambassador Seven Thousands, and I use uh, Thirty Pound Big Game tri, uh, Trialing Big Game. Okay. Yep. And uh, I was going to ask you, like, what it, you're using for rod and reel combos and line and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was he was taking off pretty. He was taking off pretty hard. Okay. Um, the big thing on those blues is to keep them in that current. Is to keep them down. Um, you don't want them to come up off the bottom. And so, because if they get up off the bottom right away, then they, they swim towards the top and the, and you can't hardly ever get them in because I mean, on a 50, 60, 70 pound fish, you got a mouth that you can nearly put a volleyball in. Yeah. Oh and my so gosh. all they do is open up their mouth and then they're just peeling. They're not even fighting. They're just taking water in their mouth and they're peeling drag because wow. yeah. they like, you're like holding on to a five gallon bucket on the side of your boat. You know? <laughs> that's crazy. It's, it's, that's it's, nuts. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. 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 So it, it took quite a while to, uh, you, you can't really horse that kind of a fish. No. Definitely um, not. Even with the equipment that I have, you, sure. you don't really horse those. A lot of times those big ones will, after the initial takedown and, and they do their initial run, if you can get them turned around, sometimes they'll stay on the bottom and swim towards the dam. It's mm. crazy to think even though when they're caught they'll, they'll swim towards the bottom yeah or swim on the bottom towards the dam and then once they get underneath right underneath your boat then that's kind of when the real tug of war sure. kicks in i mean yeah. you can you can get them almost all the way up and they turn around decide they're not quite done yet like, and eh, they'll kill, no no you, know, you still can't catch all me. your yeah <laughs> all your uh, work for the past 15 20 minutes goes away in about you know 45 seconds Gosh. so yeah that's yeah awesome. it's it, it, it that was uh that was a that was an awesome fish. That, so that was a, all right, so trip. I'm 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 seeing all of this in my head. You're doing a great job recounting the tale. So I take it you're using that's like what we use when we go musky fishing, right? Like a giant net, like a giant landing net, and then you you get it in the net. And did you know right away? Like holy crap! Like this is probably my biggest catfish I've ever caught. Oh yeah! As soon as it took the rod down, I mean I used some pretty heavy rods. Um, as soon as it took the rod down, and on those bigger reels. Whenever you have a fish, throw your equipment around <laughs> like yeah, that. Like, oh, um, I, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I, obviously, I didn't know it was 65, yeah. but I've caught a lot of fish in the 40s, some in the 50s. Um, and, yeah, 
there's just different stages. I mean, you know how it is with bass. Yep. You know, four pounds going to fight a whole lot different than a six and a half. Yeah, they look like um, different species. They're both species. good fish, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Gosh, that's so cool. So cool. Yeah, good for you, man. That's that's great. I'm 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 proud of you. I'm stoked for you. Yeah. Like that's so that's such a cool deal yeah, for was, sure. Yeah, I can't wait to go back down again. Honestly. Yeah, I bet, dude. So. I I think I would want to go back down there also. Um, have you? Have you ever seen that video, Earl Dibbles Jr., where he's talking about uh, what he does for a day? Uh, don't. I, <laughs> Nate's laughing. <laughs> it's the worst video ever. It's actually a dude who's like a country. Uh, what's his name, Nate? Granger Smith. Yeah, Granger Smith. Name. He got big on YouTube <laughs> doing this video called Earl Dibbles Juniors, where uh, I think he pluralizes Junior too. But he's like, people don't know if I got a real schedule. Anyway, like he's like, he, he like he walks through all these things that he does during the day. He's got like, fish for bass and cats. Do you call them cats or do you just call them fish or do you call them catfish? Uh, I call them catfish. Yeah, most of the time. Okay. I mean, in the community, it's like blues, flathead, oh, channels. Okay, sure. But like, if I'm explaining to people, I just kind of use the generic term as a catfish. You know? Okay. So. I, <laughs> the reason I asked because I was about to say something while you were telling that story about how uh, about the big fish you caught, and I was gonna say like, "Oh, is that like the biggest cat you ever caught?" But then I was like, "I'm gonna sound like a dad who's like, hey, fam, <laughs> those jeans are lit,' or like or, people that call tattoos tats. Yeah, like." <laughs> Dig your tats, yeah. brah, whatever. And then I'm like, I don't know if they actually call them cats. And then he'd be like, Fish All right, for bass listen and here, cats. Jordan. Yeah, okay, so that makes sense then. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, well, like even in the, the bass fishing world, we call them bass. But we also, like you said, we sort of differentiate between species. Like we call them, you know, brown fish or green fish, large mouth, small mouth, whatever. We yeah. don't really say, like, yeah. I'm going yeah. small mouth bass fishing. You know, you just. That's what I say. But. Yeah, well, that's what Lola yeah. says. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Hey, so here's something. We've never actually talked about this on the podcast. Podcast. Oh man! Um, but you made me think of it because you said something about it. Oh. Uh, when Lola and I we traveled to a faraway land called Iceland, and then we <laughs> hopped a plane to England, uh, London, England, and we went to because like it sounds funny because uh, I fish for cats. <laughs> I fish for, um, for bass and cats. Uh, anyway, um, we went to a tackle shop in London. And uh, we ended up like striking up a conversation with this fella named Alex. Shout out Alex. I don't know what's. Do you remember Alex's last name? Smith. Alex Smith. The cool. So we go to a random tackle shop in the middle of London, England, and uh, we end up just chatting up with this dude. And I still have a uh, two Daiwa lipless neutrally buoyant crankbaits that I bought there. If you can wrap your brain around that, that doesn't make any sense, but I won't throw them because I don't want to lose them. Uh, and then these two super weird chatter baits from London that I also won't throw because I don't want to risk losing them. Um, but anyway, we end up just talking to this guy named Alex, who's like a salesman there. And we, we end up talking about everything and he walks us through how, how they fish, what they fish for over there. It's a completely different ball game. Like they have in like their fishing section, if you can picture like, like a Shields or um, Dick's Sporting Goods before it sucked. Um, <laughs> I don't even care if that's a disc. Dick's can like go somewhere else because like they stopped selling guns and then like the only crap they sell is Guggen stuff. And I'm not dissing Guggen, but I'm just saying like they just don't like they just took all their outdoor stuff and just shat upon it. So shat upon Dick's anyway. Um, what a phrase. If you can pitch, yeah. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> put, yeah, put that on oh, a bumper do not sticker. Put that on a shirt. Yeah, okay. All right. Sorry, Nate. 
Um, <laughs> Nate's offended. I finally done it. I finally offended Nate. Uh, oh if you can just picture like a dope sporting goods store, um, in the fishing section, they have these weird little, like, what would you even call them, Lola? They're like pop-up tent. It's almost like they had like ice fishing stuff. Yeah. It's, and, like, it's a weird little pop-up. But like they had cots. Yeah. Cots and, with like covers. Yeah. And little tents. Yeah. And then... Like it was odd, yeah. But like because it was so different, so different. So like really, like for those dudes over there, they don't do what I do. Like they don't run over to the lake by our house and go fish for an hour. Like they set up shop for fourteen <laughs> hours and right. they put out all their bank lines. It's not really like ditty poles because they're not like you know, like they're like real rods and reels and whatever. Yeah. And a lot of them are super long, like 12, 13 foot rods um, with those little electronic dee -dee 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 things that go off attached mm -hmm. to the line and whatever. And so we're just wow. talking through this whole setup with this guy, Alex Smith. And, um, well, the, the whole reason that yeah. we were going to this place, well, because we love fishing, but yeah. also it was your birthday. Yeah. And I was, I was like, turning 60. Oh my gosh. No. How <laughs> old were you turning? 39? I, I got a, I got a senior citizen discount at the tackle shop. You're going to be 42. When did we go? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're talking about how old okay, I am. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. He's in his forties. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was your birthday and yeah. I was like, I really want him to go fishing yeah. for his birthday. Like that would be so fun. Let's find someone that can take us fishing. And my cousin lives in England and, um, shout out Carmen. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Um, and I wanted to see if she had any hookups and her husband was like, I have no idea. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was very good. <laughs> he had no clue. And so then we got to talking with Alex yeah. at the, at the um, tackle, shop. tackle shop. And the tackle shop was called Tackle Warehouse, which has no oh, affiliation yeah. with Tackle Warehouse here. That's right. Like the Tackle Warehouse, we all know. It was just a completely, yeah, just the yeah, same name. That's but, right. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Anyway, so yeah, we, we ended up just talking to this dude for like a half hour and he asked us a ton of questions and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I got on my boat. He's like, you have a boat? Like that was the weirdest thing to And him. he also thinks Walmart's awesome. Yeah, he thinks Walmart's like the coolest. Like he thinks Walmart is like a, like a amusement park or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like, it's crazy. And then the fact that I had a pocket knife on me, he was like, oh, careful, mate. You'll get arrested for that one. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you, like you can't have pocket knives over there. You know, like it's wild, crazy. dude. Yeah. So anywho, yeah. all of this to say, all this to say, he goes, Hey, do you want to go fishing with me? And we were like, yeah, I hope he doesn't kill us. Yeah. We don't know who this guy is. We <laughs> hope that he's not a psycho, but yeah. And so he pulls some strings with his boss who owns tackle warehouse again, not, not that tackle the warehouse. tackle warehouse. Yeah. Uh, and he gets us on this like kind of private lake in in London kind of out of the way. And we meet him there the next day real early. And it was so rad. He brought us all these crazy British snacks, yeah. like, like um, scotch eggs, which are disgusting and, and some, like, blood pie. pudding <laughs> and, and pie things. Yeah. That but then really like good. some really good things too. But yeah. anyway, Anyway, so we're fishing over there for Wells catfish. Are you familiar with Wells catfish at all, Cameron? I've seen pictures. Yeah, I've seen pictures of them. Those things are uh, as ugly as people talk about the ones over there. I think yeah. those are like ten times. Those things are those things are weird. Crazy, crazy. Wait, I mean, until you see one in person. Um, we actually didn't end up catching anything. We had a couple bites and, uh, didn't, didn't actually get to lay into anything, but a couple of dudes like right around the way in their pod tent thing. Yeah, well, we, we heard thing. them say, Oh, 
we got one. And then yeah. he's like, oh, and then we all ran. And then, yeah, Alex was like, hey, if you want to come, like, like, like they'll show look. you. Like, they're not going to be turds. Yeah. And I, I have video of it. I should I should share it on our uh, on our socials. Um, but we ran over there, and they reel in one that was probably, I would say, 45, yeah. 50, 50 inches. Yeah. And to them, that was like, the oh, sm- like, that was like insultingly small. Like, they were like annoyed and by I it. And I was like, oh, my god!" And gosh. it's just, it's writhing around. And, and not to be like pervy or gross, right? But like, they, they're kind of shaped like a giant sperm. Like, they oh have a huge... God. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny even when it's true. Like, maybe they have a, a huge tadpole. round... Yeah, or a tadpole. That's a tadpole better... Which a tadpole might be, looks like a sperm. But, but anyway. Maybe tadpole, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like a huge... <laughs> yeah, they're just crazy looking. Like, this huge round head, and then it tapers off sort of yeah. eelish. Yes. And then they have sort of a flat head pattern but like they get it up in the net and they use sort of like a um like a cradle sort of like a musky cradle type net yeah and they get it up on shore and the thing never stops moving like ever not necessarily like violently thrashing but the tail is just like essing and like pulsing the whole time Mm -hmm. and yeah that was a that was a pretty neat experience so that Anyway, that long story about going to England and hanging out at Tackle Warehouse with Alex point, 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 um, was just to say that catfishing is, I think, pretty dang international, right? Like, that's a, it's everywhere, is it not? Yeah, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know they do have stuff on the Amazon, some pretty crazy, oh, yeah. like, Amazon catfish stuff, too. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be dope to do, like, oh, that'd be getting, incredible. Like, one of them, like, birds canoes or whatever uh, you know yeah. just, those ones that look like they're gonna tip over if you yeah. look at them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i used and, to uh, uh i used to really like that show river monsters with jeremy wade until i realized that he's the single most dramatic human being in the history of mankind yeah oh look yeah. it's a bluegill i've heard stories of them killing men I'm like no they haven't not everything that <laughs> swims is gonna kill you ma'am <laughs> Like jeepers criminy, but he yeah he catches some crazy stuff though like weird like red fin catfish and yeah that would be so dope dude. Yeah, there needs to be like a grand slam like there is with turkeys oh, or whatever. Dude. I think there I think we can make up a pretty good grand slam for catfish. That's an awesome uh, idea. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, I don't I don't know the catfish in the industry is good. In a way, like, I, I think there's a lot of guys that do it, yeah. but it is small. Like, if you look at it in the broad uh, aspect of things, like sure. against bass fishing or hunting or yeah. even, like, walleye, muskie, I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit at the back of the of the pack. Mm. Um, may, maybe not. Maybe it's just me. I just, I, I don't know. It, it is. It does seem, I know some, some people think uh, it's too much work. I, I love it, yeah. obviously. Oh, I wouldn't do it, but um, yeah, I think I think that Grand Slam thing would be would be, a, awesome be a cool would mm-hmm. be a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a super good idea. Yeah. Nate, kind what of, about uh, you? What's your? The... Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, I just was going to say, like, kind of in the way of like the Grand Slam or something. Have uh, Have you ever done any any sort of like catfish tournaments? Like, oh yeah, yeah, because that's a thing. I, I know, I know that's yeah, that's that's a pretty yeah can be a pretty popular thing especially down south in that you know st louis and and more southern region Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's definitely bigger down there um i so i've never done one by myself um i've actually never done a tournament for catfishing um i've tried to get my buddy to do it but then he's like yeah if we do that then we'll give away all of our spots you know and i'm like well i mean what do we do every time we go fishing you know right that is it's a tough a, one, though. That same, is tough. It's the same deal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would like to do – I would like to. Um, 
I, I would like to do a tournament. Um, I don't, I, I don't ever expect to, uh, to win because it seems like every time, you know, you, you think you can get in the money or something like that, then everything would go wrong because that's just the way it goes sometimes. I but can't relate I, to I would that really at enjoy all. it. <laughs> <laughs> we know all about that. Yeah, we know yeah. very well about thinking we have a plan and then go fishing and you can't find a single fish. Yeah, yeah. That's what, another reason I I've kind of felt that way with it. What it would it feel like on a tournament a little bit when you take somebody fishing? Like they're like, yeah, they see pictures. And they're like, yeah, I really want to go with you. I want to get one of those big yeah. catfish or whatever. And they want to go one time. You know, yeah. Like yeah. they give you one shot. They're like, yeah, I can go for four hours on Thursday. Let's go catch a big catfish. Well. And like, well, I, mean, I actually do this for hours. like, yeah. <laughs> it takes uh, a long time. Like, I mean, you know, I, I mean, that, that 65 we caught, we fished from 8.30 at night. And I think I caught it around 11.30, but I mean, we fished until 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, hey, you, you said know? you were going to say you forgot a part of the story. You said there was going to be something that a was sad. not a great, yeah, sad something before you caught that 65. Oh, what, yeah, what, yeah, what did we oh. miss? So we come through the lock and I checked the first hole where we fished a lot. I wanted to check some other holes, but that was like right outside of the lock real close in a couple, you know, a couple hundred yards or whatever. So I checked this spot and, um, I have hummingbird electronics and, uh, not, not the biggest one, but it's a Helix seven, which is big for me. Um, and the, I marked a giant fish okay. on on the on the helix on my helix. Are you using down imaging, 40... side imaging? What's your what's your down imaging? Okay, yep. Yep. down imaging. I want to get side imaging. Um, I just fish a lot of structure, mm-hmm. and I have not, I have not um, on some of those, especially flatheads. They sit so close to the bottom. Yeah, I just haven't, I haven't um, gotten into. The, I had a side imaging, and it actually the whole thing. I don't know what happened to it, but like the whole system just blanked out on me. Oh, well, and sucks. so when I bought another one, I found a good deal on the down imaging and I bought it. I, I want to upgrade, but for now it's working really. I can't argue with the, with the results it's yeah, giving me. So, but I marked this fish in about 40 foot of water. And I could tell right away it was active, um, tail up in the air, nose down, mm. right close to the bottom. And it was giant. I mean, it okay. was probably inch and a half, two inches on my screen. And I'm sure. like, that is a mega. Hardly marked anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I marked a few small fish. So my cousin that was with me, that went down there with me, I'm like, hey, we've got to fish this fish. Even if it's for 30 or 45 minutes, he looks active. Like, we hooked that fish, maybe the biggest fish of the trip. So anchor up, get all the rods, bait it up, throw them out. And, dude, I... The first two rods I threw, like, right on top of him. I mean, I marked every where he, where he was at, and yeah. uh, and I'm throwing, like, 8, 10, 12 ounces of weight down there because sure. of the current. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, it, it's quite a setup. I, I can go through the setup after this, but um, I barely got the rods out, and I got bit Uh-oh. on that left side of the boat, and it did the same thing that that 65 did. Oh, it just it nearly broke the rod holder. I mean, just buried the tip and just started peeling drag. So I set the hook, kind of got him turned around, and I gave it to my cousin. It was the first fish. I was like, man, like, you know, give him the first fish. Wow, you're a good person. Knowing how big this thing is, you gave it away. That's crazy. Good man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's awesome. He he uh, he fought and fought and fought this thing. 
And like halfway through it, he looked at me. He's like, "Dude, my back is hurting oh, so bad." Oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Well, you asked for it, you know." Yeah. So we fight it and fight it and fight it. And uh, this was falls under the fishing messy category, I think. Okay. I had okay. changed all of my hooks on my rod to seven knot hooks, seven knot circle hooks. Yeah. Uh, I, by team, circle hooks. I used Daiichi okay. and yeah. Team Catfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and like seven knot is kind of not on the low end, but it's definitely not big down there. Okay. Um, I mean, I know guys that use like 12 knot hooks. Down Holy there. moly. I mean, they're like that's as big as the palm of your hand. Yeah. That's a huge um, hook. The bad thing about that is I changed all the rods to seven knots, except the rod that we have this fish on. And I had a five knot hook on this. Oh, fish. Gosh. oh snap. So we fight it for 25 minutes. Oh, probably. Wait, I forget. This um, is a sad story, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get it up to the, it's on the top, you know, kind of doing the whole head shaking, going underwater for a little bit, getting it up. And we're trying to get them positioned right where I can get the net and, and scoop them in. So you saw him. Yeah, I was going to say, you actually saw him. Oh, it? yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Laying right there in all his beauty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I go to net him, and I don't know if I hit the fish. Oh, no. Or if when he was pulling it in the net, I'm not sure what happened, but it was skin hooked. And that joker pulled out and I feel like I'm gonna throw right up. away from the boat. Dang it. Uh, oh, my I'm so yeah. sorry. Always yeah. always the big one got away. That one hurt real bad. Seriously. Like, real bad. We just yeah, we just kinda looked at each other and didn't really say anything. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, I don't know if I would say a word right there. I mean, like, no way. I don't I don't feel like talking anymore on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so sad. Positivity's <laughs> worth the effort. We'll catch you on the next just one. Kidding. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> oh my dude. god. I know that, I know that feeling. Listening. But I mean we're talking again, you know, Nate and I uh last year we were fishing on a um two day derby and Nate hooked what I believe was a five plus flirting with six, maybe even large mouth on a wacky rig. And he, he, he got a good for a, for a finesse setup. He got a good hook set on it. Everything seemed solid. I, he jumped once and well, first he set the hook set. Oh, this is a good one. Then he jumped and me and Nate were both like, Oh my gosh. Like when you see a fish that big come out of the water, like, oh, it's, yeah. like it's like, Holy, you remember this, Nate? I know you remember this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then Nate said, and Nate is not a cocky person. I have to say that because, I have to preface it with that because that's right. just not who he is. Um, and he goes, no, no, I got a good hook set. Like he knew that for a, a finesse setup, like he drove it home. He said, I'm awesome. Yeah, no, he, he said, I'm that. better than everyone. <laughs> Watch this. And then he started, he started, you know, reeling it in one handed and like, yeah, started uh, like rapping while doing beatboxing. I don't know. Anyway, uh, oh so he starts eating air a sandwich. Guitar. Yeah, air guitar on the rod that he's using to reel in. Behind his back. Um, so he, he, he's like, he's, an, he's not worried because I think he has it set really good. Jumps, jumps a second time and spits the, the hook into oblivion. And Nate and I both just kind of dropped to the back deck and we're like, dang it. I mean, it was just a monster. And that's fighting it for 15 seconds. Yeah, I was going to say, what is a normal fight with a catfish? And you're fighting this thing for a half an hour and is you that lose normal? It? Is that normal to fight? Um, in, the, in that kind of current down there, yeah, okay. it, it is. Um, yeah. So and do you have like to like said, work out? Blue, um, you can't I mean, be fatal part. I'll put it that way. My cousin was a roofer and okay. he was a roofer. So, um, and he was complaining about his back hurting about wow. 15 minutes into wow. it. So yeah, a dude who spends all day in the blistering sun, moving heavy stuff. <laughs> and yeah. Wow. 
Jeez. I mean, they're, they're literally freshwater sharks. Yeah. I, that's how I describe them to people. Like, people think I exaggerate a little bit, but, I mean, they got teeth. They yeah. can really cut you up. Yeah. And in my opinion, they're the apex predator in their environment. Like, obviously, sure. where, there, where there is a good population, I don't know of another fish that competes with them. No. I mean, those 65, you know, a 60, yeah. 70 pound fish will eat a five, six, eight pound fish. Right. Wow. Just in one, one whack, you know? Yeah. And people, um, people like to think that catfish are just like mangy, slow, slow inactive bottom yeah. feeders. That'll just slurp yeah. up a license plate or something. And like, <laughs> yeah. no, they're they're. If you've ever laid into a good one, they're muscle. They're strong as crap. They'll, oh, I mean, even, yeah. even like I've, I've been flipping up shallow for bass, like on um, like pool 15 um, on the Mississippi and, I hook into one. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a five pound largemouth, and it's like a one and a half pound catfish, but they're just so strong. <laughs> they just, you know, yep. they, they just dig and dig and dig. So yeah. So let me ask you this: this is the question that's in my head as you're saying it. So you caught the 65 later that same night, correct? Yep. So when you saw this first fish, based on what you could see, was it bigger? Was it same? Is it hard to say? Um, it's hard to say. I try to be real careful because I I don't want to be one of them guys. I I try to be conservative and not go over the top because there's a lot, you know, I can get out of hand when you're excited and stuff. Right. Um, I, the way this one fought, you know, I didn't fight the fish for that long. I did make sure the hook was set on that circle hook, um, because it can be tricky sometimes, but what I felt and what I saw him fighting compared to my 65, it, it was a much larger fish. Oh, my uh, gosh. It was on the same rod, too. Wow. So it was on the same exact same setup. Um, Jeez. So, I, you know, I don't I don't know. I I talked to a buddy that's a real big bluefish fisherman, you know, mm. and it kind of explained to him, told him what I thought it was. I mean, it, it could have easily been 75 oh plus, gosh. I think, easily wow. um, from what I saw and, and the way he was fighting, you know. Um, and that's, and I know this is crazy, and to me, I was jacked up. I mean, that's my personal best, so obviously it can't get much better than that. But right. uh, I got a shout-out for Lola here to Ooh, give her a right. heads up. There's a guy that fishes down there. His name is Tim Scott, and okay. he has a YouTube channel called Epic Catfish. And um, he doesn't – he fishes – he doesn't really do it for a living, um, the YouTube channel for a living. But he does post stuff, a lot of stuff, like June, July, August. And that guy is like a catfish wizard. Okay. Um, he's caught more 100-pound catfish than anybody I ever that, that I've ever wow. heard of. Um, Lola just yeah, pointed at herself so, and said, except for me. <laughs> like, she literally just did that in the studio. <laughs> Lola and all her 100-pound catfish, yeah. Really gonna fish the size of you. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know, that's you, you know, for me a sixty five is huge. You know, to him that's a good fish. But that'll just tell you what kind of fish run around, you know, further south down south in the Mississippi. Um it's just like a to to me it's almost it's like the ocean to me, you know. I sure I'm we're whatever twenty hours away from the ocean, you know, and we're you know four, five, six, seven, eight hours away, you know, down river from the Mississippi where there isn't any more rocket dams and stuff where mm-hmm. it gets yep. real deep and faster. Um, to me, that's the closest thing to the ocean. You know, that's kind of where I go for, 
for uh, the, the big crazy stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a different, it's a totally different environment down there. I yeah. mean, I have a 16 foot sea arc, um, all aluminum boat, and it, it, I feel perfectly safe in it. It's it's 60 inches wide. Okay. Um, and it's extra deep sides. So it's super stable. I mean, you can get on the back deck, jump up and down, and, like, it, it's just really stable. Um, it's got a Coast Guard front, so it cuts waves mm-hmm. yep. relatively well. I mean, it ain't no walleye boat, but it does really oh, well. It's, it's kind of the catfishing setup. Um, but, I mean, I, there's no way I'd want to go any smaller. You know, I say that I feel perfectly safe down there, but, you know, there I, I wouldn't want to go any smaller yeah. by any means. Yeah, um, no doubt. Golly, on that uh, kind of water. What was that? Um, what was that blue catfish? I think it was the world record that they had at the Bass Pro Shops for a while in the tank. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it had like a name they, or something. Yeah, I can't remember the name that they had for that one. Um, pretty crazy. The blues grow so fast. The past like three to five years, it's been broken like three times. Or oh, really? Two or yeah. Wow. It was like 132 that went to 141, oh, and then like a week later it was a 144. Um, so yeah, that I mean that's just like a totally different. <laughs> that that's like a totally different world when you start getting into those fish. I mean, like I'm kind of a kind of a peon when it comes to uh, some of the stuff they're catching out there, but that's what keeps you going. You know, you gotta keep keep chasing the big ones yeah Yeah, that one was called we just looked it up that one was called splash which is i guess a fitting name for a a fish that big but they had it in the bass pro shop like aquarium for a while and i just think to be able to see something that big swimming around that had to be pretty neat i wish i could have seen it yeah they had one in peoria bass pro for a long time um i haven't been in there Mm -hmm. in a little bit um i haven't been in there this uh can't remember if I've been there this year or not. Yeah. Um, but they had one in there. It was probably 85 or 90 wow. pounds. It was huge. Yeah. We've probably and seen it. Then. I mean, a, we've been there a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, I think they actually had to get rid of it because it kept eating other game fish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. That's awesome. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, I think he's got to go. Yeah, the big so, fat bully's got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. sweet, dude. Hey, so does your um? We'll wrap it up in just a sec. I don't want to keep you forever, but number one, this has been an awesome interview. Thanks for being so cool and chill and just normal. Uh, number two, does your wife fish at all to get her on the boat with you? Yeah, she goes with me. Uh, she'll go with me sometimes. Really funny story about that. Uh, I took my brother and his girlfriend fishing last year, and I was like, hey. I don't really know my brother's girlfriend that well. They just got together. I was like, once you come, so it's not awkward because I really don't know what to say to her. So maybe you can talk like cooking or something. Good strategy. And so, yeah, like, yeah, strategy. <laughs> and so we went, we caught a couple decent fish, you know, uh, probably in the high teens, maybe what, low 20s. Okay. Um, and then they had to leave at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And there was one more spot that I didn't get to that was close to the boat ramp. And, uh, I was like, hey, babe, can you give me 45 more minutes? I promise I'll set a timer because that's what always happens. You know, you go 45 minutes in two and a half hours or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, like, I'll, I promise I'll stay to it. <laughs> I'll promise I'll stay, stick to it. You know, just let, let me go fish this one spot. She's like, yeah, sure. And uh, so we go set up and same story, man. Right place at the right time. Probably put the rod in. Got all the rods in. Um 
change, I re-anchored up because I didn't like the position that I was in in the current. And once I re-anchored up, I got all the rods out, and it was less than five minutes, and we busted like a 48, 49-pound flathead. I mean, just a giant flathead for me. And uh, like I was freaking out. It was one of the hardest fighting flatheads I've ever caught. Um, I had all my rods out, and um, the fish, I caught the fish on the right-hand side of the, of the boat, which was in deeper water, 13, 14 foot of water, but it decided that it wasn't deep enough water, and it went under the boat towards the channel. Oh, man. So I'm trying to get the rod, I mean, really fast, too, like way faster than most catfish that I catch. Like it must have been on drugs or something. Um <laughs> So I was like picking up rods and just like, (laughs) (laughs) I was just like picking up rods and chunking them in the bottom of the boat, trying to catch up to this fish. So I, she was like sitting there like, can I help or whatever? I'm like, yeah, just help me get these rods out of the way. Like it was total chaos. Like we had rods tangled up all over. (laughs) I finally got the fish in. We take pictures. And uh, I was like, man, it was one of my bigger flatheads then, probably one of my top three, four, five flatheads. Um, so pack it up. You know, that was we'd only been fishing for like 25 minutes. He's yeah. like, so are we going to fish more? I'm like, nope, we ain't beating that. We're going home. Right. So yeah. I packed it up. We put it on the tray. We're going home. And I was like, man, what did you think of that? And uh like, yeah, it's a cool fish. I was like, oh, man. I was like, I was hoping to. Uh, <laughs> I, was hoping, I think she's still a little scared of him a little bit. I got to. I got to. I got to work on her a little bit more. It, it's intimidating. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially totally that it. chaotic too. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of a little, it, it, kind of a jar. Yeah, it, it is. Cause I mean, yeah, if, if, you know, if I was younger being, if I was younger and stuff and I'm, I'm a guy, so I kind of, us guys kind of pull to those kind of things. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, you know, a big old fish like that, it, 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 they're intimidating. Even my brother, I've taken my brother before, and, I, and I'm, it's taken me a while. I, I was so into it, you know. I did. I didn't care. I'd stick my hand in a fish's mouth, like big old fish's yeah. mouth, like yeah. not even thinking about it. If I get hooked, oh, I'll just go to the emergency room later and get it pulled out. You know, who cares? <laughs> but then I kind of had to. Times. Once I got a yeah. little bit older, <laughs> once I got a little bit older, I was like, yeah, I probably need to be a little bit more sensitive to uh, the other occupants in the boat. So, Indeed. yeah. Hey, let me ask you an, a super ignorant question uh, on these bigger catfish. It's all catch and release for you yeah or are you... oh yeah okay yeah i figured fact, so i, I just... mean i i love fish i love i absolutely I, I would eat fish i love eating fish yeah me um, too. Us but too. i yeah. i don't i don't keep i don't really keep any of them i mean okay. i will um but especially the big ones um number one i don't think they really taste that great probably not yeah <laughs> when out of the river they're probably pretty high in mercury right. and oh my gosh, yeah. um Grow another. So arm I, or I just take, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eyeball fall out or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I throw them back. Another thing is too. I mean, you get a big, big flathead. You get a flathead over forty pounds. I mean, that fish is just as old as I am. I mean, there's a good wow. chance that fish is 20, 25, 30 wow. years old. That's crazy. Um, That's cool. And, and to me, it's almost like you're taking, you're almost taking like a piece of the river wow. away. You know, I mean, that thing's been, yeah, if you think about it, that's yeah. another thing that I thought about. I was like, man, where is this fish been? Like what? Right. Where, I where, love is that. It, where is it live? Right. Like that's a thing I've thought about multiple times because those flatheads aren't near as, um, uh, mag- migrat- 
Corey, I guess. Okay, sure. Big word for me to say. That's good. But, um, you got it. <laughs> they, I think they hole up a lot more and deeper. Like they have big wintering holes, they wing dance and stuff, and they just kind of go into hibernation um, in our winters. They obviously still eat, but they're just not near as active mm-hmm. in the winter. Yep. Other, you know, on the other flip side, blues, you know, they may travel miles, mm. you know. Um, mile, you know, they may, there, there's some studies and stuff out there that they, you know, they'll come up to Mississippi as the water gets warmer and as the seasons change in the fall, they turn around and they'll go back downstream. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some stay, obviously, you know, there's, but, um, yeah, I've always thought of that. Be like, man, the history yeah. of this fish, it's obviously been a lo- yeah, around for, cool. for a super long time. It, it's pretty cool to me. I mean, I don't, some people get sentimental over it. I just think it's a cool piece of an actual piece of the river. You know, it's, it, it's pretty neat. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I get the same way with musky fishing. Like if I catch a 45 musky, I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, how old is this fish? Just out of respect for the fish, out of respect for the fishery. Um, I feel like I yep. got, I got to, yep. I got to lovingly gently put this thing back. And it is weird too. Like you said, like, where has this fish been for the last, if it's 30 years old, isn't it weird? Cause you bow hunt too. Um, when you're in the woods, shouldn't deer walking around be so obvious? And it's there's been so many times where I've been bow hunting, and then I look down, and there's a doe under my stand that I never heard coming. I and I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't anything, but they're just ghosts. And, like, in the river, you fish the same body of water, the same spot, however many times, and then now all of a sudden there's a 35-pound flathead there. Like, how did this happen? How can they disappear right. so well? And so I think, yeah, all of that sort of, like, confluences into this idea of like, dude, you got to respect it enough to let it, let it keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. De- definitely a really cool way to look at it. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, are you on social media? Is there a way for people to like find you and look at cool pictures of catfish or your life? I know that sounds creepy, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually super boring. I don't have, I don't have any, I don't really do any social media. That's um, okay. I totally that's respect that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody wants to go, if y'all ever want to y'all ever down here and want to go, just hit me up. I know, I know Nate is close. So if, uh, if y'all yeah. ever want to take a break, just give me, give me a ring. I'd, uh, I'd love to go. Um, um okay. Let's do it. So, Nate, you better yeah. jump on that. Get some content, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might have to set something up for sure. Yeah. That'd be yeah. a ton of fun. Yeah. Although, although, like I said, I used to catfish so much that the last few times I've been invited out catfishing, my wife has said I cannot go until I take her again because we like that's how we started our relationship. All right, then bring her with you. We have to bring her with. Bank fishing, so that's cool. Yeah, man, we'll make it a party. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. really cool. That's really dope. Uh, well, I think from, from all three of us, uh, we just want to say thank you, Cameron, thank for being you on the so show, much. man, you know, and, and coming into this somewhat blind to knowing a little bit about you, not a lot about you. I don't think it could have gone any better, man. You're a down to earth dude who cares about the fisheries, who knows his stuff forwards and backwards, who has an awesome wife that cooks awesome tacos. I mean, this, yeah. this is a good <laughs> fit, you yeah. know? Yeah. So thank oh, you very yeah. much, man, for being on the podcast. Man, it was my pleasure. Uh, thanks for taking a chance. And uh, hopefully we didn't disappoint. 
Nah. This point, old little Curtis over there in New Windsor. So. <laughs> little, little old Curtie boy. But yeah, man, we uh, we appreciate you, brother. Have a great night. You can go ahead and hang up. We're going to stay on for a little bit. But everybody, um, huge thanks and, and shout out to uh, our, our boy Cameron. Come on. Thanks, Cameron. Woo. Thanks, Cameron. Thank you, man. Thank you. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. Have a Bye-bye. good night. Bye. Yep. So that was Cameron. That was awesome. I I um I really like the idea of some of the ways that he fishes and um some of the techniques. Like it's just so different than what we do bass fishing. And at the same time it's not, right, Nate? Like when he was saying like scanning around and finding holes and looking for depth changes and find you know doing like what people call the milk run where you go from this spot to the next spot to the next spot and then start over and there's a lot of differences and a lot of similarities did you notice that too oh heck yeah he's talking about you know fish position and nose down and tail up and how active it is and yeah definitely definitely stuff uh really correlates with the with the bass game for sure which you know, kind of explains why he you know, kind of started that way and, you know, kind of just led into the catfish world. What do you think, Bird? Do you want to get out and do some uh, catfishing? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Are catfish the ones that you noodle? Yeah. You can noodle? I was going to ask. I don't. I, I, you don't, I don't noodle them. I would not. No. Would I don't. you, Nate? I have zero desire to, to noodle anything. <laughs> no, no. Freaks me right out. Uh-uh. No, no, thank you. No, no. Um, I was talking to a fella at ATA a few years ago. Uh, he's kind of a famous noodler. <laughs> uh, which, which a, what a funny title, right? But, like, it's, you know, at the same time, though, like, if that's what you're into, that's cool. You know, Why you can, is it called that? I have no idea. I need to ask somebody. Or Google it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I feel like ha- it has to be something about, like, your arms going into the hole and like your arms like a noodle getting bit or something. I Is don't that really because they really do bite your hands. It's not like you yeah. just grab them like they bite like, you here, and then you come grab and get it. So I'm, I'm, the I'm bait. talking to this dude about noodling and I'm like, well, do you ever get like? Freaked out by what you because what he told me one of his things is is if you could picture um, Like a ropes course Like if there's a rope that's up high kind of like sternum height and then a rope below your feet and you're kind of side shuffling along oh, those yeah, ropes. Yeah. Okay. That was one of the things he said he does a lot on like creeks where he like deep cuts and creeks. He'll kind of keep his head above the water on the shore, his hands kind of on the shore, but the, the water's, you know, at his collarbone, at mm. his neck sort of, and his feet are kind of in the, and he'll just use his feet like probes to find holes that have been kind of eroded I out. Okay. Sorry. Then, I don't even like walking on like mossy rocks no. that are slimy in the water. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, you got right boots out. on? He's like, no, no, barefoot. Above, you gotta be able to feel it gotta feel the cheese and, yeah, well they're <laughs> no not cheese, cheese is on top yet. that's right <laughs> but he said that uh he said that what he would do is like go along and then he would like stick his toes in no. the holes that no. were there Mm-mm. and then if his toes he said he said it would feel like somebody hits you with a hammer don't like, don't i feel like they punch you oh. and then that means there's a fish in there so then he would go under and stick his hand in there until they bite it then he'd pull him out i might pass out that sounds terrible so then i'm like being my normal stupid infinitely curious self and i'm like well do you ever get bit by something that's not a catfish he's like oh i've been bit by more snapping turtles and snakes than you (gasps) can even understand i'm like what is wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) like what are you doing dude like that's what like are you for real um anywho um (laughs) let's uh 
Let's do a really quick, Nate, um, if you're willing to. We know that you just got, because we already kind of talked about it at the beginning of this podcast so before we brought it. Cameron on. Um, give us a rundown and just do a brief one, because I think we can get more in-depth on it later. We're at like an hour and 40 minutes on this podcast, and I'm so stoked on how it went. Um, but give us a quick recap on your Spro Frog only tournament, and um, yeah, let, let us know how it went. Yeah, well, the uh, the tournament is put on by the Iowa Bass Nation. Shout um, out! Yeah, shout out Iowa oh, Bass Nation for sure because they they run a they run a tight ship. Like everything was in order. Like numbers are already figured out. You know, uh, there were enough boats that there was actually like weigh-in flights and you know stuff like that. It was it was it was a really how many boats well was it? Ran. Uh, I think it was. I honestly don't know. If I had to guess, I'd say somewhere sixty plus. Wow, boats. that's great. Um, we were yeah, we were both forty eight. Um, but yeah, it was a it that's was not so like great, a, like a really yeah. good turnout. Yeah, so uh, it was it wasn't bad. We uh, like I said my my buddy Gabe, who I fished with, um, he was able to practice uh, yesterday, uh, Friday, uh, I guess it was, um, and uh, he. So he really only found one solid area where they were, he could get some consistent bites and we ran straight there first thing in the morning. And it, it was exactly what he, what he described. We fished for maybe five minutes and had a blow up and missed it and you know, had another one. And then Gabe caught, you know, caught one and it happened to be, you know, a little short, uh, 13 and a half. And then, he caught another one a little bit after that, and it was like 13 and three-quarter. And then oh you know, we gosh. had another couple blow-ups. Uh, had another couple blow-ups, but uh, just nothing really, you know, really committing to it for us. Like, they just didn't, you know, I don't know if they didn't want it or they're just trying to get it away from their area or what. But we, we it was really a pocket that we fished. Yeah. And um, just down ways and, nothing and ran to another spot um down river a little ways uh that had some absolutely gin clear water some, some water that was so clear i haven't even you know seen it in recent years like it was wow. clear clear and i start bomb casting this uh this frog up to the shallow and i'm working it and just an absolute monster of a pike just comes out and just destroys my frog and fight <laughs> it all the way fight it all the way to the boat and I'm just like I'm just thinking please don't destroy this frog that I just bought yeah just the day before like yeah. just don't destroy <laughs> it stupid I end up getting getting it in the net which took forever because Gabe the net that Gabe has is a longer pole but it has a smaller basket great Ooh. for bass fishing yeah. um but not great not for, for you know northern yeah 35 plus inch northern like was it, it was that big? big big fish yeah he was big wow. and, and really thick like, wow uh yeah, but uh, that was that was about the end of my excitement. I ended up catching maybe four or five other pike, um, one other really big one, a um, bunch of short little guys. But and did you know like that, that big we one, were, that thirty-five plus? Did you know it was a pike right away, or were you like optimistic it was a bass? Uh so before I got that one in the boat, I lost one that was that was really big, and I had it on, set the hook. Um, fought it, saw that it was a pike, and then okay. just like that, uh, it it came out. So I kind of had a feeling that pike yeah. were in the area. Yeah, 
Um, but when it hit it first, I kind of thought it was bad because its mouth was open so big. Oh, sure. Um, and then, you know, a few cranks in, I could see just how long it was. Dang and I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah so, um, but, yeah, that was, so that was about it. We ended up running back to the area that we started in. Um, had probably, I don't know, maybe one or two more bites in that area. And then, then pretty much kind of ran all over the river trying to find um, more areas that kind of set up like we were in. So we, yeah. the pocket that we were in had like a couple, uh, like, I guess you kind of call them like, like Creek channels, uh, were like converging. So, okay. so yeah. we'd have a cut on one side, cut coming down the middle and then a cut, you know, coming out the other way. Wow. And they were all, all converging and that's the area that we were, we were getting our bites. So we kind I of, believe you call it a confluence, but yeah. Confluence. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, we just kind of ran around the uh, ran around the river trying to find more areas that set up like that that uh, you know had had pads had eel grass because uh, that's what we were fishing. And did you find a and, lot of spots? Uh, like, did it, or did it all look good and you didn't even know where to stop? Or what was it like? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of more of what we ran into. Were were a bunch more spots that they didn't really um they didn't really come together or set up quite the same, but they had a lot of the same habitat with the, sure. the clearer water and the eel grass and the pads mixed in, uh, some duck wart, but it just, nothing could, nothing could really come together for us. I mean, uh, we, you know, we fished that stuff for quite a while, ran around, fished some, uh, some, some smally areas, uh, you know, some wing bands that were coming, you know, topping out at the water, um, you know, trying to, you know, walk frogs across both sides of the you know, wing dam, hoping to catch a small ear too, and just yeah. never, never ran into anything, and was ended it, up. Uh, was it weird? Only was it weird? Only chucking a frog. I feel like that's at it, least it half really, the dynamic of a tournament is like either. And you, Jordan, <laughs> figuring, get the case of the change Z's. Yeah, I have, I have thirty. I, I could be on them, and I'd still have twenty rods on the deck. But um, yeah. don't you think that's at least half of like the mental battle of bass fishing normally is either a what are they going to bite on? Or B, they're biting on this, but maybe they'll bite on this little tweaked version of it better. Is it weird only yeah. throwing the one thing? It was, yeah. It was really weird, especially like the the second time through in our first area. Um, the sun was up a little bit more. It was a little bit brighter uh, you know, in the day, so we actually could see some good bass that oh, were wow. cruising along this weed edge. And uh, they just, they would not commit to a frog at all. This is so but much worse. Had Gosh. we had an opportunity to throw something else to hunt at them, you know, that we could have could have caught them. And a couple of them were, were really, really good. That three, three and a half plus caliber fish. Yeah, jeez. Um, but, yeah, we just, you know, they didn't, didn't want any business with anything on top. It just kept on cruising. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough, but it was also like, kind of like, I wouldn't call it relieving, you know, um, just because like you, I knew what we were going to do. We we're going to go out and we're going to chuck frogs. I had, I had four rods with four different types of frogs on them and yeah. got bites on, I think I only got bites on two of the four different ones. Okay. Um, but it, it just wasn't, uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, didn't work out. Uh, didn't work out well for me. I was trying to do something different from Gabe. So earlier, you know, that first part of the morning, Gabe was getting um, 
some good bites on a popping frog. And I was trying to throw, uh, you know, some different style frogs, you know, walking frogs and uh, um, walking frogs and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just nothing, nothing would commit. And, you know, some yeah, so of you're it doing, man, had to do with You're the, doing like micro versions of what you'd normally do bass exactly. fishing. Like if you and me are fishing yeah, and sure. you're like, I'm going to throw a popper, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll throw a Ned rig or a jig. You go topwater, I'll go bottom of the water column so you're doing like you throw a popping frog i'll do a walking frog so they're basically the same yeah. thing but a little bit of a tweak to see if you man i feel like that would met I, yeah. I always thought because this isn't the first time i've heard of like a frog only derby but i always thought it'd be kind of fun but now that you're describing it i feel like it would be sort of torture would you do it again nate uh i would absolutely do it again okay. uh, oh, just cool. for a couple of reasons Good one question. i just think it's a really cool idea it's a really cool format yeah um, yeah but uh, for me, I'm 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 like an extremely like stubborn and hard headed person. Like if there's something I, I feel like I can't do or don't do well, I want to do it. Like, yes, yeah. I'm the same exact way. To become, yeah. yeah, to become you know much better at it. So, like, I love that though. I You're always going, growing. Going, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I knew going in, frogs are my forte. I'm not I'm not a great frog fisherman. I'm just not strong at it. But fishing all day throwing a frog yeah. did you learn help, so. did you learn stuff did you yeah, that's a good question too i i feel like i did kind of yeah. early in the morning uh early in the day i think the first two bites i had uh, obviously i was uh a little excited set the hook too quick didn't give him time to really <laughs> yep. take it and you know just i think that kind so of easy yeah that kind of happened but kind of later on in the day um I felt much more patient and, and calm. And like, I was, I was kind of analyzing the water. We were fishing a little okay. bit different yeah. stuff. And like, I was watching like, you know, this ripple here or a little shake of the weeds we're fishing next to or something like that. I just kind of slowed down and I felt much more relaxed, but everybody said later on in the day that the fishing shut down and that, you know, mm. was, was definitely the case for us. We just didn't get, really any more bites later on in the day does that make you feel better when you hear that other people said that they shut it down did. Like, thank god yeah, it wasn't it just me did. yeah it did it definitely made me feel better uh until we got to the weigh-in and oh, yeah. the winners caught 19 pounds so oh. that, that didn't you're like so they didn't yeah, shut down didn't for you then yeah, they, that's that's <laughs> no. For only one style of lure to average four pounds of fish that's pretty that's dang wild. impressive i mean that's really good yeah. Yeah, so I think 19-something won it. I think there were two or three 17-pound bags. Wow. And then uh, I think, like, before I started to head towards the truck to leave, I think they were announced in, like, seventh place or something like that, sixth or seventh place, and they were they were down to, like, 14. So, wow. I mean, yeah, I could have cashed a check with, with a decent bag, but, yeah. you know, we just... I think we, honestly, I think we had the bites maybe to catch a limit, but I don't think it would have been, you know, I don't think many of them would have been much better than those 13 and, you know, three quarters we caught, you know, so. Fish and sloppy. Fish and sloppy. Yeah, I think sloppy is better than dirty because dirty sounds like you're doing something bad. Yeah, yeah, fishing (laughs) not clean. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, fishing not clean. I I really, yeah, I really do feel like I learned a lot from it and it's definitely a tournament that I would do. Again, okay, that's cool. Like I said, Iowa Bass Nation did a did a great job putting yeah, it good on for them. That's always nice when you go yeah. to like an event and it's well run. A couple of weeks ago, um, at a Chippewa Valley Bass Attack, 
event, the one on uh, what lake was I on? Red yeah. Cedar. Oh, yeah. Um, the launch was an absolute cluster cuss. Like people were all over the place and not in line. And like, um, I was number nine. And by the time I got up there, they were yelling 10. And I'm like, what? Like I've been waiting right here. Like this is whatever. And so then shout out the president of the club, this next one on the Mississippi river. He like at the, at like the morning meeting, which we do the morning meeting on the water, like from the boats, we all kind of get in close, put on spot lock or, you know, put your talons down or whatever. And throw he your said, anchor in. Yep, throw your two um, milk <laughs> jugs with, with stones in them into the water yes. on a rope. Hope yes. it's long Hip enough. Rope. Tie it off to your cleat. Um, and uh, he said, uh, he said, hey, last week was not how we do things in this club. And he was chill. He wasn't like snarky about it, but he was like, this time, let's make sure we're launching an order and we form a line. Let's keep some organization. And I thought it was dope that he had, you know, the, the wherewithal to like, you know, let's, let's run this properly. And it's just different when you go to an event and things are run well yes. or, or they're run in a way where it's like, they've done this before, yeah. you know, like that's an encouraging thing. I have like a serious question for you, Nate. Mm-hmm. Did you do the frog smash? Did you do the frog smash? No, and that's probably Wait. where I went wrong. You could have had a 20-pound bag. Get out of here. You could have had a 40-pound bag. <laughs> you could have had five eight-pounders, <laughs> you dummy. Oh, my God. How do you not frog smash? You know the power of it. Come on, man. You're, you're absolutely right. It's like there's a so fight the first, going on, and Thor has his hammer and just never swings just it. He just stands there. Come on, Nate. Yeah, so first thing in the morning, Jeez. it was cloudy. First thing mm-hmm. in the morning, it was cloudy and overcast. I yeah. had my sunglasses up on my hat. Mm-hmm. Gabe sets the hook on a fish, misses it, and the frog comes beelining straight for my face. <laughs> so, I so I duck, and at which point when I duck, my coasters slide off my hat <gasps> down into the water, and they were gone into the abyss. You lost some oh. coasters today? Yes, I lost a oh, pair of coasters. I didn't catch hurts. a bass. Um, oh, that and I actually... didn't do the frog smash, so like it—it wow. just... it was just a bad day. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel bad for laughing now though, because coastals are not remotely cheap. And then I'm you, really sorry. You I drop laughed. them, you drop them junks in the water, and of course you couldn't have done it in a place on the Mississippi where it was three feet deep and the water was gin clear. Like you the had, catfish have it now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're wearing you had, them. You had to do it somewhere where uh, where Cameron's buddies are are walking around on them things but cheapers creepers <laughs> but i mean also though props to you for saying you'd fish it again because i think that yeah. shows a certain level of maturity like yeah. and like you said a, a kind of level of like hard-headedness like okay i sucked this time that doesn't mean i'm gonna suck next time absolutely because yeah. now you know to do the frog smash so yeah, frog smash yeah, dude what are you, what are you doing frog smash. that's it yeah so anyway <laughs> shout out again to uh cameron thanks for being on the podcast man we super appreciate you uh we'll definitely have to hang out next time we're down there nate you got to link up with the dude and and go get some, some footage yeah. go catch some big blue catfish or something um that's the new color by the way for trucks and cars if you okay. go to a paint shop they say you want that cement gray like yeah it's called blue catfish stupid blue cat uh, anyway, uh, we appreciate everybody so much for listening. We appreciate our military. We appreciate freedom. We appreciate brisket. We appreciate life. And uh, <laughs> just remember, no matter what you're going through, the goods or the bads, if you lose some costas, if you lose an 80-pound catfish, uh, things can really work out better if you keep positivity at the forefront because positivity is worth the effort. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much.
Bye. Peace. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.